are listening to Poldark Fancast, a podcast about Poldark, but not today. <laughs> we're talking about something else, but we're still your hosts. I'm Michelle. I live in the States. You can find me on Tumblr at Poldark Muses, and I tweet at Musings. And my name is Rita. I live in England. I occasionally Tumblr at Princess of Poldark, <laughs> if you're lucky, and I tweet at Rita Bites. And welcome back to another Quarantine Minisode. We're here every week during the endless lockdown with new mini-sized podcasts to listen to about something that we watched that week. This week we watched the movie adaptation of Mansfield Park. But before we start babbling about our opinions, let's learn a little bit about the film in our Wikipedia corner. Um, Mansfield Park is a 1999 British romantic comedy drama film based on Jane Austen's 1814 novel of the same name, her third novel. We'll talk about the whole comedy drama thing, I'm sure, (laughs) during our conversation today. Um, The film was written and directed by Patricia Rosima. Frances O'Connor stars as protagonist Fanny Price and Johnny Lee Miller as Edmund Bertram. It was released on the 19th of November, 1999, in the U.S. and the 3rd of March in 2000 in the U.K. Mansfield Park has received generally favorable reviews from critics. Film review aggregator Rotten Tomatoes reports that 77% of critics gave the film a positive review. Roger Ebert, rest in peace, of the Chicago Sun-Times gave it a four-star review saying, This is an uncommonly intelligent film, smart and amusing too, and anyone who thinks it is not faithful to Austin doesn't know the author, but only her plots. However, the film does depart from the original novel in several respects. Yeah, the film changes some central characters, uh, eliminates several others, and reorganizes certain events. The result is a film that retains the core character evolution and events of Austen's novel, but in other ways stresses its themes and ideas differently. The plot changes the moral message of Austen's novel, making the story a critique of slavery rather than, as some critics understand it, a conservative critique. While in the novel, Fanny passively and moral stance are represented as virtues, these aspects of her character are altered in the film. The exception is in the staging of Lover's Vows when Fanny still abstains. Um, now, we need to discuss the slavery issue here because while it's a <laughs> major plot point in the movie, the original novel fails to mention that the estate of Bansfield Park was made possible only through slave labour. Sir Thomas is the archetypal good master, just as competent in running his estate in the English countryside as he was in exploiting his slaves in the West Indies. Not much is said about his plantation, but Austin expected the reader to assume that the Bertram family wealth was due to profits produced by the sugar workers by their African slaves. The film presented the Bertram family as morally corrupt and degenerate, in complete contrast to the book, the movie made it clear that Sir Thomas's owned slaves in the West Indies, and by implication, so did the entire British elite. So, before we assume that Austen's knowledge about slavery was distant, here's a little background. 
1760, her father, the Reverend George Austin, was named a trustee to a plantation in Antigua. The plantation was owned by James Langford Nibbs, who was intimate enough with the family to be later named as godfather to Jane's brother, James Austin. Jane had cousins who settled in the West Indies, and there were additional marriages that tied the Austins to property and politics of Bermuda and Barbados. Her brother Francis, in the course of his naval career, even intercepted a Portuguese slave ship. But Jane also read and admired abolitionists' texts by Thomas Clarkson and William Cowper. In her other novels, Emma, for example, she referred to the slave trade in unfavorable terms, which goes to explain Patricia Rosima's decision to highlight and retain this theme in her film. Okay, so how familiar are you with the Mansfield Park novel and have you seen any other adaptations? Not at all. None? Okay. Um, None. Lucky you, because the the Billy Piper version is shit. (laughs) Uh, Oh, Oh. yeah, fucking smack. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I have read Mansfield Park, uh, I think, about 17 years ago. So, uh, while I am familiar with the novel, don't expect me to go into details, because I try to block that book out. It's not Mm -hmm. my favourite Austen novel, to say the least. Um, But yeah, Mm -hmm. I did watch the 2007 adaptation. It was pretty bad. So I never really (laughs) bothered to, like, seek out other versions. I mean, if there are others... uh, uh, (laughs) Uh, I'm good. I'm I'm good. good. (laughs) I'm good. I am good after this one. What did you think overall of this movie? That's a really tough question. Um, I think, I think, you know, if we weren't, you know, sitting in the midst of, you know, the largest social unrest in the history of the planet, um, you know, related to uh, Black Lives Matter and the history of systemic racism, uh, not only in my country, but elsewhere in the world. Um, uh, I probably could have watched this with um, a slightly uh, more, I don't want to say objective, but, um, you know, slightly more intellectual perspective. You know, in keeping, you know, at front of mind that, yes, this was what was happening in the world at the time these novels were written. And, you know, yes, it's it's good that, you know, it, it wasn't sugarcoated um, or anything along those lines, but it was just, a, it was a little too raw. Um, the scene with the, um, the notebook was really quite hard for me to watch and then overlook, Yeah, (laughs) you know, for the, for the rest of the, of the film, uh, it, it sapped, you know, the, any enjoyment that I would have gotten out of the way things turned out, um, it really kind of put a pall over 
kind of my thoughts on, on the film. So I think if I had seen it at a different time, I would have had a, a, a different reaction. Not to say that the, I would have been like totally okay with the notebook. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, it's um, fine. But, Not traumatizing uh, it in the least. Yeah. No big what you know, but um, uh, I think I could have looked at it from a, a, a higher level. Right now I'm flying at about, you know, 500, 1,000 feet above all of this. Um, so anyway, what did you think? Well, having, I guess I'm coming at it from a different perspective because I have read the book and I did not like it. And I didn't like the other adaptation of it. I've always felt, I've always hated the Bertrams. Yeah, they're a pretty dreadful group. They are not painted as being in the wrong in the novel, which always frustrated me. And that and that always frustrated me, um, especially when they're sitting in the drawing room at the end of the movie and they're all turning on Mary Crawford for like daring to suppose they could forgive someone for having sex. And mm-hmm. but I'm like, you're sitting in a home that was built on the back of slavery and you're having a yeah. go at this woman you're all hypocrites and i've always yeah. like uh, something about them has always disgusted me and um mm-hmm. this movie has is really good at sort of taking a novel that was quite problematic in that its main characters are quite unlikable and sort of mm-hmm. going hey you know what let's just roll with that and make it about how uncomfortable it makes you feel and Mm -hmm. like (laughs) it's not the most enjoyable thing to watch I found it really sort of uncomfortable viewing but I appreciate that from um, this novel because I think it's you know if you're going to dig into this then this is a pretty good novel to do it with because you've got mm-hmm. constant mentions throughout the novel of his going to Antigua, Sir Thomas. And Sir Thomas yeah. is kind of disgusting anyway. Um, oh my god, he's just... Oh. But the thing <laughs> is, in the novel, he's painted as some kind of saintly father figure who like always does the right thing by Fanny and he protects her and he sees the good in her and it's like, no, Fanny, no, don't slip under his spell. He's as fucked up patriarchal figure don't do it yeah yeah and i respect Um, this movie in a way because it it gets its priorities straight and it knows what's right and wrong and i think um and the other adaptation that i saw of this with billy piper just performed it straight like it is in the novel and it's like really Mm -hmm. horrible to watch Ugh, ugh Um, you know, I'm really glad that um, you've uh, provided this um, perspective, Rita. Um, and I think that this this is one of the reasons why, you know, I enjoy, uh, you know, our conversations <laughs> um, about uh, books and films and things like that is because, um, you know, we both bring, you know, our respective um, experiences yeah. into uh, the conversation and um, you know I think that that's one of the reasons why um, it's one of the reasons why we're still, <laughs> we're doing, still this doing this every week <laughs> uh... exactly we just can't no. stop 
but um you know i really appreciate you you sharing that um you know and it helps me um it helps me with the uh, portrayal of what we see you know as white um white uh colonialism and kind of tyranny over you know the the slaves that were brought from africa to basically build their wealth um you know both the characters of sir thomas and is the the eldest son also named thomas i think yeah actually i never noticed that. yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah i think so i think so i both of them are dark um you know there's and they were played beautifully um the the Sir Thomas character, um, there's this leering quality that he has over Fanny, which gives gave me the creeps up and down. I was like, oh, girl, please get out of this house as soon as you possibly can, because that man, he's, he's, he's got roving, dangerous-looking eyes, and... Um, his appreciation, his care and appreciation of Fanny, to me, did not come across as being, you know, oh, what a kindly man for taking in this this child and having him live, having her live in his house. Um, you know, oh, thank you, great man. Um, it it was really pretty sinister, and uh, the scene where he's talking about when he returns from Antigua. And he's talking about one of the slaves there, oh. and you know, and, uh, oh, God, I knew, you know, the minute he started talking about her, that it was like, you know, I know that this is a woman who is absolutely petrified whenever that man arrives in Antigua, yeah. because she knows that there is nothing that she can do but submit to his horrible intentions to his horrible rape of her um and yeah i mean he's just he is not uh there's nothing um warm inviting heroic anything um about him and his son uh is just as skivy as as he is i wonder if his son is traumatized because he's drunk so often i feel like um sir thomas may have like dragged him along since from a very young age and made him witness oh. all these violent sexual crimes and all these things that he shouldn't have seen yeah. and i was just like in a way this is also a film about um the abuse of power that he, he has on his children i mean yeah his daughters as well end up just being like awful well well, nobody really knows about Julia. They forget about her halfway through the film. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just making awful decisions because she feels trapped. And then you've got a son who's constantly drunk. And then Johnny Lee Miller, who is gorgeous in this, is just like mm-hmm. prissy and annoying and just judgmental. Yeah. And you're like, I don't like any of these people. But... <laughs> um. <laughs> It somehow exactly. really works for me as a film on it in its entirety, though. Um, 
because it has mm-hmm. such great characters and performances. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, even like Francis O'Connor's Franny. I hate Franny yeah. <laughs> in the book. <laughs> I just straight up <laughs> hate her. I think um, one of the things I read that was that Austen's own mother called her uh, Prissy. <laughs> and that that's what she really is. Um, but I think Frances O'Connor's performance made her sort of timid. Um, but like you can see there's intelligence uh, mm-hmm. and a spark in her. And when she is in those scenes with Sir Thomas and he's manipulating her, I think mm-hmm. there's this awareness in within her performance that she knows what he is doing and she doesn't really trust him. She looks really uncomfortable whenever she's in scenes with him. Mm-hmm. And, yes. okay, no shade at Billy Piper because I don't think it was in the script, but that's not the sense I got in the other version that I've seen. He was always the saintly mm-hmm. figure who came to save her. Um, so it's it's really down to like the performances as well as what's there on the page because... You can't really mm-hmm. express that in words so much. There are just scenes where people would look at each other when he's talking and you just, you know everything you need to know about Sir Thomas and that is that he should be locked up. <laughs> yeah, yep. I've got a cat of nine tails that, you know, you might want to take a swing or two at him. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think that um, the... You know, I'm trying to think of favorite characters, and it's really hard. Well, but how about Hugh Bonneville? <laughs> when... Well, okay, <laughs> Hugh Hugh Bonneville just did see what a bimbo <laughs> kept going on about his gardens. <laughs> oh my gosh, he, he okay, he was. He I, here's the thing. I didn't find you know the, the characters likable. Yep. But I found the acting of the characters delightful. Yes. I think that's I think that's the intention. Um yeah. 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 I mean it this was this was you know I I love Victoria Hamilton who played uh Maria of course um how many times have we seen her and stuff now she just keeps oh popping my up god she's everywhere she's everywhere um you know uh Hugh Bonneville of course um just hilarious um James Purfoy is is one of my very favorite uh character actors and um lo- <clears throat> I love uh, watching him work in the various different uh, films that in—I mean, in Rome, oh my God, the HBO series Rome. Have you seen that? No. Oh, I've had that's a lot of plays... fucking. Oh yeah, it's everywhere. He plays Mark Antony. Oh God, and he's just brilliant. He's just brilliant. Um, you know, he chews through every single scene that he can possibly be in. Um, you know, I, I, I loved the fact that we saw Sophia, uh, Miles, Again. your favorite. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, look who's here. Um, the Crawfords. Oh. I mean, <laughs> just horrible, opportunistic 
people. And yet, still not the worst people in this movie. I mean... Honestly, it's like it's like they're two of the people that you kind of start feeling sympathetic for yeah. at some point. I think at some um, point I was like, you know what? Henry's not even that bad an option. What is the worst that he exactly. does? He fucks someone. Exactly. At least he's not living, exactly. living and raping people in Antigua. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, and, you know, Edmund, uh, Johnny Lee Miller, um, there were so many times I just wanted to slap him. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just like, uh, dude, you, you're in love with Fanny. You've always been in love with Fanny. Snap out of it. It's very hard <laughs> when you've got, like, lesbian erotica happening in front of you, to be fair. Because- well, okay, that's true. That's true. Um, but um, anyhow, yeah. Didn't like the characters at all. Um, but thought the performances were just fantastic. Just fantastic. They're the ones that saved they're the ones that saved the movie. I really liked um the way they depicted the mothers in this. You've got Yes the like forever drugged up, self medicating figure of Edmund's mother. Yes, Lady Bertram. <laughs> I mean... Yes, she's like, okay, I'm just swigging opium all the day long. I just... It makes... <laughs> it just, like, come on. When a woman has to self-medicate that much to live her life, what is going mm-hmm. on with her husband? It's dark. Mm-hmm. I mean, it makes for some really funny scenes, but there's, like, always this, like, creepiness in the background. And then also the scene when Fanny comes back to her her actual mother and they have that conversation where her mother explains that she married for love. Oh my yes. god, that was crushing. And yeah, this is why I always scream at people for turning down offers in favour of love in like Poldark. Um, like, you're going to end up with 17 kids living in a hovel and you're not going to love him anymore. <laughs> The reality of life is not that romantic. Ugh, I mean, come on. <laughs> oh, Rita, you are way too young to be this jaded. <laughs> I can't help it. I Honestly. read too many books. <laughs> it's okay. I mean, we live in I'm, a time I'm, with birth I'm control. I'm a crone. I can be there, but... <laughs> Yay, birth control. Oh, God. Oh, God. Um... Okay, any f- <laughs> any favorite moments? <laughs> well, there were a few things about the movie that I really like. Like, I like her little narrated letters to her sister. Yes. Very what you missed on Glee in the like she was snarky, and I think that that's where um, if you notice at the beginning of the movie, they say they pulled some of the dialogue from Jane Austen's letters, and you can really tell because some of the yes. stories she tells are really fantastical and amazing. Mm-hmm. I really like that. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I like the actual setting of Mansfield Park because mm-hmm. all of the scenes seem to take place in hallways and passages and like these vast empty spaces, and you just feel like, wow, these people must be forever cold because they're just just hanging out in these <laughs> stone like it just seems like a place you shouldn't live it doesn't feel homely it's just yeah. like gigantic no. and cold 
Yes. Yes. You know, it's like all those, those, um, curving staircases, um, you know, just stark white walls, or if not stark white, then just bright off white. Um, I, it was, um, you know, I thought that, uh, the, I thought that the, the setting was gorgeous. I thought the, the, um, uh, costumes were oh, yeah. amazing. Yeah. The costumes were amazing. Granny's outfits being so distinctly different yes. from that of her cousins. You know, that makes me so happy. Yeah. I'm like, please show the different statuses in costuming because it is important. Mm-hmm. It is. Re- the differences are real. But I still prefer her outfits, even though they're like more sensible. Oh, absolutely. I was like, oh, it looks like absolutely. a pinafore. Look at her little shirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I think we've talked about all the things that we didn't like. Um, is there anything else that we missed? Anything? Bueller? Um, one thing I did like is that uh, they were having that huge screaming fight and then his... Like drugged up mother says, the next time the pug has a litter, you shall have a puppy. I was like, yes! I was like wow, she is really out of yes! it, and I really want a puppy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then yes! she goes home, and there was oh, a puppy on the floor, and I just couldn't come. She was like, "Oh, it's so dark and ugly in here," and I'm like, "But there's a puppy on the floor." <laughs> <laughs> it can't be all bad. No, just give in. <sighs> give in. <laughs> but oh yeah i mean when fanny goes home and um you know is faced with you know the the realities of what she's left and i mean you know and it's i i think it would be something that anybody who was in the the same kind of circumstances um you know when she gets home you, know, you can tell she's just repulsed at everything that's around her um, but, uh, yeah, that was, that was really, that was really sad. That's that basically really sad. the whole of the movie. And I felt I, sad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Except yeah. there's, oh wait, what yeah. about the scene where there was fireworks and like doves coming out of the... <laughs> okay. That was, that was pretty, that was pretty hilarious. I laughed my um, ass off. <laughs> that was pretty hilarious. And, uh, you know, Henry... You know, I, do you think that he was really in love with her or is this all just part of a scam? There's literally nothing in it for him um, Mm -hmm. because she's not going to get a huge inheritance or anything. Mm -mm. Um, I have to think that he's one of those guys who sort of flits about and falls in love quite easily. And there are Mm -hmm. lots of reasons for him to actually fall in love with her. She is quite beautiful. And he just mm-hmm. fell in love with her, but then afterwards he yeah. was crushed, and so he slept with her cousin. Yeah. yeah. I do kind of agree with Mary Crawford in the fact that, like, if she, if she had just married Henry, she probably mm-hmm. would have been quite a good influence on him, and he wouldn't have ruined Mariah. Oh, God. So many M names. I want to scream. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, you know, she didn't love him. Yeah, that is true. She she didn't love him, but you know, but you know, so she marries her first cousin. Ugh, still gross. Yeah. 
I like how we all slide past the fact that they're just gonna. Yeah. Like their yeah. mo- their mothers are yeah. sisters. <laughs> no. Yeah. Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Don't no. marry your cousin. That's not a good idea. At any time. Those poor just children. Don't do it. Think about like the twelve kids they're gonna have. Ugh, they're gonna come out. Oh, There's something. God. Something's gonna be wrong with them. Yeah. <sighs> oh know. yeah. Yeah. Oh god. Okay, so, what would you give this adaptation out of 10? I'd give it an 8. Um, it's quite high for me, um, because I went yeah, in with such low, low expectations, and mm-hmm. um, I knew that slavery was an aspect of this adaptation, but not to the extent that it was, and it actually mm-hmm. was like, I was like, oh, this is a good angle to approach this. Um, and I did something crazy and ended up actually buying it after I finished, I rented it. And then I was like, no, I'm going to buy it. Cause I'm probably going to want to watch it again. Um, maybe not right now. I might give it a year or so. Um, I am mm-hmm. going to want to rewatch it. And, Cause I think it's one of those movies that the more you watch, the more you pick up on things. Um, mm-hmm. and so, you know, an eight, I thought it was quite good. Like, I've seen worse. I've seen a lot worse. I've seen the Billy Piper version. <laughs> <laughs> There's a part of me that is curious, but I... Don't do it to yourself. Her hair is down yeah. the whole time. <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, how do they handle the, the slavery stuff? Not really mentioned. It's one of those things that, in the book, it's just like, they will talk about it quite a lot, but only in the... He is going to his plantation. He's leaving his plantation. Oh, he's been delayed mm-hmm. at his plantation. That's, it's like mentioned quite a lot, but uh-huh. you don't have to mention yeah. it in an adaptation, I suppose. And they just sort of blustered by it. Awesome. Which is awesome. Just awesome. Yeah, let's just let's just have him own some slaves and never talk about it. Okay. Um, I'm gonna give this. I'm gonna give this a six. Okay. And that's purely because of the performances, the actors who performed the roles in the film. And the horse actors who were also very good at stomping. Yes, the yes, the horse actors were lovely. Lots of horse riding and in this pug. movie. And the pug. I... <laughs> and yes. a pug. And the pug. Because, you know, pugs rule. You get a um, whole a whole extra point for the pug. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, that's kinda how I'm feeling. Okay. Um I'm not I'm not at the point I'm not at the point where I wish I had my two hours back. Yeah. I mean You know? Yeah. <laughs> it could be worse. Yeah. Again, definitely. just be really thankful I didn't make you watch Billy Pipers. Um I will be. I will be. I will I I will say thank you um every day for the rest of the year. Because twenty twenty 2020 has been bad enough. Don't don't need to be seeing any bad adaptations of really problematic, <laughs> <laughs> really problematic uh, stuff right now. Yeah. So. And uh, and for everyone who out there who's thinking of ad- ad- adapting some problematic content, maybe 
put a trigger warning before. <laughs> yeah. So you that would have been nice. So you're not like surprised halfway through with like, oh hey, some rape content. Oh. Awesome. This is just, wow. God, <sighs> help us all. Yeah. Oh boy. Anyway, so anyway. we've got a a message. Why don't you read it out? Oh. Hello, um, this is from Feeling Jane. Hi, girls. I'm a bit behind in the podcasts, but so, so grateful for them and giving me the perfect movie series list for quarantine. I just listened to listened to the one of Pride and Prejudice and couldn't agree more. It really feels like a loving embrace when the sun goes up and the music starts. Oh, my God. <laughs> what a current to how that movie made you feel in this one. <laughs> oh, my God. Maybe you should watch that to like close it out. I think I'm gonna, yeah. I think I'm gonna have to watch it just to kind of work my way through the emotions that I had after this one. Just regain Um, your sense of humanity. Exactly. Uh, Actually, I was uh, wandering around the um, Poldark Fancast uh, Instagram page, and you know how they give you suggestions for things that you might want to check out. Well, one of them. is all about Mr. Darcy and um, heavily um, influenced by the wonderful Matthew McFadden. Um, and I I will post the name of the Instagram uh, as soon as I find it because it's so lovely to all of a sudden see a happy little face of Matthew McFadden as Mr. Darcy pop up in well, my his, feed. His little sleepy face. He always looks a bit tired, bless him. <laughs> like, oh. Poor, poor child. Um but <laughs> uh but yeah, he's he's just he, he yeah, that that kind of helps to save my life. But anyway. Um and we also so was, I was talking to um one of our listeners on Instagram. And they would like us to watch Austin Land at the conclusion ah. of the Austin season. Okay. That sounds like a plan. And I was like, more J.J. Field. I am up for it. That sounds like a plan. That sounds like a plan. Isn't that a nice way to just round this all up? I, I mean, so. we could watch Becoming Jane, but that movie makes me real sad. It does. Yeah. I, it was It was a lovely movie, but it's just kind of hard. It's heartbreaking. So... It's heartbreaking. Yeah. Don't do that. We don't. We don't. We don't need heartbreaking. We need we, something. That's we want to be... end on an like an yeah on a real up note. Yeah. yeah. So and also like who doesn't love watching somebody sing hot in here on a Regency piano? <laughs> <laughs> oh god. That's, so that's in our future. <laughs> that's it from us on this week's mini sewed. Uh, we will be back next week where we will be continuing our Austin season with love and friendship. Yes. It should be the last one because I can't really think of any others. If we have missed a book, mm-hmm. please let us know. Yes. And if you have any other suggestions about what we should be watching after that, or you just want to have a, a, a chat about like the problems that you so somebody messaged me and was like, oh, wow, the problematic ending of <laughs> Sense and Sensibility. <laughs> that was a fun chat. Uh, then please get in contact you can message us on our blog or email us at polldarkfancast at gmail.com or find us on 
your social medias except tiktok yes uh we are at podoc fancast and as ever do us a favor and rate and review us on apple podcasts or pocket casts or wherever you cast thank you for listening uh stay safe <sighs> wear a mask please please wear a wear mask, mask. Honest to well, God. stay at home if, yeah. you, if you don't want to wear a mask. Stay at home. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Seriously, it's it's it it's a piece of fabric, people. Come on now, just wear it. Okay, please for Michelle. Please, please, please. please. <laughs> okay, have a good week, everyone. Yes. Bye, bye, bye. I wanna know your name, man. I wanna know if you got a man. I wanna know. I wanna know everything. I wanna know your number and if I can come over and. I wanna know what you like. I wanna know so I can do it all night. But you're telling me I'm just a friend. You're telling me I'm just a friend. Oh, baby. Oh, baby.